Welcome to the seventh episode here of the Coal Region Campfire. Again, thank you guys uh, so much for all the feedback we've been getting. Uh, I think we've been putting together some really great episodes here week in and week out. Today's guest is from Pottsville, John Flannery. I'm sure many of you know the name. Uh, incredible athlete uh, that came out of uh, Pottsville area back in 1985. State champion wrestler. Uh, also was uh, Division One Syracuse. Four-year starter at Syracuse. Then was drafted uh, 44th overall in the NFL draft, second round, and went to Houston. Um, and then later in his career, he ended up getting a Super Bowl ring with the uh, Rams. You know, the whole thing of the podcast is is about coal region, and, and you're one of our, you know, favorite people to talk about in the coal region, especially when it comes to, to football. Um, you're a wrestling state champion. You know, you went to Syracuse. You got drafted in the NFL. I mean, did you ever think that football would, would take you so far? Uh, in your life? Uh, no, I mean, really, uh, the whole, it's, it's a, it's a long story and it, and it, and it's funny. And, and I figure, uh, you know, now's as good a time to tell it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I figure you'll just kind of steer me in the direction you want me to go yeah, and yeah, just yeah. have a conversation. I mean, but, I know a little bit, um, cause I mean, did you like wrestling more in high school, or or, or was were you a football guy? Well, uh, truth be told, as as a as a kid, I was neither. Okay. I mean that that that's 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 the whole irony of the whole situation. I mean, uh, growing up, I didn't play football, nor did I wrestle. I mean, I played Rotary Little League and I played CYO basketball. I wow. mean, uh, Flannery's were come from a bloodline of basketball and baseball players. So, uh, you know, I never really played football or wrestled. What little um, league team were you at on, on Rotary? I was on Economy. Oh, Economy Supply, okay. Economy Supply. Yeah, I played for Economy Supply uh, from the time I was 9 till I was 12 years old. So, uh, I was a Yingling guy. A Yingling guy. Yeah, yeah, Scotty Reichert in the, in the Yingling oh, uh, Empire. <laughs> oh, oh, Radar Reichert. I, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, uh, uh, he, he's 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 a good friend of the family, and 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 you know, I I try to get to see him every time I get home, but I don't get home too frequently. Yeah, but he's I did a great see him. He was a great little league coach. Great little league coach. He's and he, for the longest time, he was my CYO basketball coach. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, and, and quite the character. And oh, when absolutely. I saw him about four, four or five years ago, he's still quite the character. Yeah, no, he hasn't slowed down. He has not slowed down. No, no. But anyhow, I mean, Flannery's were were basketball and, and baseball players. You know, my Uncle Pat, my Uncle Mike. Uh, and basically, that's what, that's what I did. And uh, uh, I played. Uh, you know, for Rotary Little League and, and economy, and then uh, played uh, CYO basketball for for Scott Reichert. Played uh, played a couple of years at Mary Queen of Peace. Played okay. uh, a couple of years at St. Pat's. So when I got to high school, and 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 I I kid him every time I see him, and I, I a couple of years ago, I mean, really one of the biggest contributors. For me, doing what I did is Jim Steidle. 
Wow. Okay. I Which, interviewed Mike Welsh last week, and and he was yeah, yeah. I, he sent me the clip, and I listened to Mike. And the, the funny thing about Jim Steidel is he he and I, I kid him, and I said, you know, the best thing that Jim Steidel ever did for John Flannery was he cut me from the basketball team and he cut me from <laughs> the baseball team. <laughs> so basically, uh, I didn't start really playing uh, football till I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And then my brother and my, my cousin, Jim Thomas, was uh, was into, uh, and my other cousin, Jim's brother, Huck, uh, who now is a teacher at the high school. Oh, they uh, were, okay. They get, yeah, yeah Huck, Huck is my cousin. All right. And uh, we got into, uh, they got me into wrestling. And it's funny, so here's, here's a kid that's known nothing but basketball and baseball is now uh, wrestling and, and playing football in high school. And really wrestling at the time, I did not realize how much wrestling was helping my football career. Oh, yeah. I, I wrestled my so, junior year, and it was the best thing I ever did for my football season. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And especially if you're an offensive or defensive lineman. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's all about leverage, footwork, balance, hand placement. Uh, basically, the tools of of offensive and defensive line play so uh it, it, it was a it was a crazy career because uh you know when when you first start playing football as a freshman i mean you're 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 well behind the learning curve oh, when yeah. you're playing with kids that have been playing uh Pottsville midget football from the time they were seven years old so uh you know well, how, i didn't get a whole lot of as a freshman how, how tall were you I, I was small. I, I was a young, uh, a very young high schooler. Uh, you graduated uh, at 17, I mean, I, right? Was that your? Uh, pretty much so, yeah. I mean, I didn't start graduating. Well, I started my senior year right around 16 years old. I turned 17 in January of my senior year. So you played your senior so, year in high school football at 16? Yeah, I guess it would be 16, wouldn't wow, it? Wow, jeez. <laughs> now you can play. Imagine if you played until you're 19. <laughs> Well, exactly. So, uh, let's just say I was a late bloomer. I played, uh, I, I played, uh, you know, I played freshman football and, you know, nowadays they have A teams and B teams and, and all that stuff. But I mean, we were all one team back then. Sure. And, uh, honestly, I, I played JV football at Pottsville as a, uh, I played JV as, as, as a sophomore and a junior Wow, and really, I, I I really and basically was not a starter on either side of the ball. Uh, my senior year, between my junior and senior year, I guess my junior year, I was probably about six one two fifteen. Between my junior and senior year, I went from six one two fifteen to about six four two fifty. Wow, uh, and basically. Uh, was a starting center and a starting defensive tackle uh, for for Rick Laubach on 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 that possible team. So, uh, and I'm sure wrestling uh, all through freshman, sophomore, junior year really uh, played a big part in in the development and really the coordination. I mean, the size the size helped a bunch, but the, the wrestling really mm -hmm. emphasized the co coordination. And uh, you know, I mean. Just the the, the hand-eye coordination that is associated with wrestling, 
And the balance um, and everything else that's associated with it. The balance. I mean, I, I say, I mean, I still say to this day, if it wasn't for wrestling, I probably don't go to Syracuse. I probably don't go to the NFL. And, and, and truth be told, I was not a big fan of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I went out for it because my brother and my cousins kind of prodded me into it and said, you know, it's a good way to stay in shape uh, for football. So, uh, you know, I ended up being pretty good at it. And uh, Now, were you good like – like your freshman and sophomore years, or, or did you hit a, a stride there too? No, I, I, I kind of got I kind of got roughed up uh, quite a bit, and, and I mean, uh, wrestling is 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 such a unique sport where uh, it's one of the few sports, in my opinion, that you lose you 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 gain you learn more by failure than yeah. you do success. I mean, uh, if you do something and it just sets up the other guy. And next thing you know, you're flat on your back. You, you either, well, damn, I better not do that again. Or, uh, you're going to do it again and you're going to get the same results. So, uh, I think my, my junior year, uh, I wrestled one, one eighty five. the, the last, the last weight class before heavyweight, I I wrestled one eighty nine. I wrestled, uh, Wrestled uh, District 11. Which is uh, the toughest in the country. I mean, I, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I hear it still is today. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrestled, uh, I forget, I, I placed as a junior. Did you beat Kurt Angle for the championship? Well, no, not not so much for the championship. I mean, I, I won the district. I took second in regionals. I, I lost to... Uh, I lost to Mark Spindler up at the Southwest Regionals. Okay. Um, from Scranton, who went on to play at Pitt, and I think that, uh, was drafted by the Detroit Lions. Um, and I, I lost on a penalty point. I think late in the match, I locked my hands, and he was awarded a penalty point. And I oh. think I lost three two. But then we both advanced to states, and and uh, my semifinal match at down in Hershey was against this kid from Mount Lebanon. Uh, I think he was undefeated and his name was Kurt Angle. Wow. And you know, he was he was a junior. He was a junior from Mount Len- Lebanon. I was a senior from Pottsville. Um and I think I handed him his first defeat and actually it was a defeat by fall. I believe it was a pin in the first period. Wow. And uh, then I went on to face uh Steve Shanauer from Wilson, who I believe went to Wilkes on a wrestling scholarship for, for the state, and uh, basically through uh, my state, I think I wrestled five matches. Uh, four were pins, and and one was uh, uh, the championship match was 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 by uh, majority or whatever. And, that, and that, that was at heavyweight or one eighty nine. That was at heavyweight. That was that was a heavyweight. I mean, by the time my senior year, I was a heavyweight. So does that make um, you, by default, does that make you the, the WWF champion since Angle was the... Well, you know, <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I'm going to go there because he, he went on, he went on, uh, Kurt Angle went on to win the state as a senior. Uh-huh. Uh, I think went to, went to Clarion, won, what, three NCAA titles and then went on to win the Olympics and uh, a couple WWE and WCW titles. So <laughs> uh, I'm not ready to raise the belt, uh, <laughs> but but it does, it does make, uh, it does make for a good story. Absolutely. 
Well, we, we did the George Curry documentary, and he was pretty integral, right, with, with getting you into college? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, George is a very, or was a very unique man. Uh, I mean, he's a guy, uh, he's a guy you love to hate. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think he loves, I think he liked the fact that, you know, I, I think he liked to be in the villain, right? I, I mean, he thrived on that. I mean, he, who knows what made George tick, but Underneath all that, I mean, the guy would give you the shirt off his back, and he oh, would absolutely. help any kid from the coal region. And and in fact, you know, uh, the story as I was told, I mean, it, it it was a lot like what you shared with me. Yeah, he uh, told us the, docu- yeah. the documentary. We went up to Berwick. We went up to what was it called, Crispin Field? Yep. And uh, we went up there my senior year, and uh, I mean, we 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 played in that little stadium, the little the locker track, rooms, yeah, the little locker room, <laughs> the Yahoos from Berwick, <laughs> uh, running past the windows, uh, telling you how you're going to get your butt kicked and, and all that stuff. Yeah, they definitely played mind games with you. That's what I told Bo last week. Oh, yeah. With the Absolutely. cannon, and Absolutely. then they're sticking you in that locker room. You can't even fit the full team in there. Well, we went out, We went out, and, I mean, we played probably the game of our senior – well, probably our second best game. Uh, Wyoming area was probably our first best game, but uh, the Berwick game. Anytime you can go into Berwick, and, I mean, we, it, it was – a physical back and forth battle that ended up, I believe, in a zero zero tie. Oh wow! And I uh, might have to look that up. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was a zero zero tie. Now we, and, and this all leads into how I got to Syracuse is George had a returning All State offensive tackle. Yep. And on the, they ended up, uh, I forget, they ended up having the ball on our first defensive series. I basically lit up his offensive tackle, his yeah, all-state that's, that's offensive what, that's tackle. He, that's pretty much what he told us when, when we interviewed him. Basically, I think I had, I, I sacked their quarterback two out of the first three plays. Anyhow, we go back and forth, and, and I think we turned the ball over twice in the red zone. And I don't think they, they even got into red zone, uh, the whole game. And it ended up being a zero, zero tie. But anyhow, as the story goes, and this, this was told to me by, by Randy Etzel, who was, who recruited me from Syracuse, who who was also a a Pennsylvania boy. Now, I mean, George was known, notorious, renowned, uh, with all those Eastern college coaches. So what coach Etzel told me was, uh, he went to Berwick on a recruiting weekend. I mean, and and at the time I was getting letters, I was getting, I mean, I think football season was even over. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I might've been in wrestling, uh, the wrestling season. And I was getting letters for football from your, you know, I guess, well, what you call your 
FCS schools, your one double A schools, and 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 your division division Lehigh two schools like that Lehigh Colgate. Right, right. Okay. And I mean, I think at the time my my best offer might have been uh, uh, the Delaware Blue Hens, who was who was a, a pretty darn good Absolutely. football team at the time. Yeah. So, uh, as the story goes, Coach Etzel went down on on a, a recruiting trip that he had he had uh, pretty much all of Pennsylvania and sat with, with Curry in his office, and uh, the way Coach Etzel told me is he said, uh, George, what do you got for me this year? He said, well, I thought I had some players, but he said, the guy you need to look at is this kid from Pottsville. And they're sitting in Coach Curry's office, and, and uh, he puts on the, what is it, the 8-millimeter film, yeah. and he, he shows the first series. And... Etzel said before he could even turn off the film, he was headed out of the field house and, and headed to yeah, Pottsville. Yeah, George told us he said that you know they were supposed to stay for dinner. They didn't even they didn't even stay for dinner. They just, right. just rushed down to Pottsville. So I got uh, I got uh, called out of class. Uh, 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 Rick Laubach was my head coach at Pottsville, and he he calls me out of class and he says, uh, "I need you to come down to the football coach's room." And I said, oh, hell, what did I do now? I said, ah, it's not even football season. Right. And, you know, I met, met Randy Etzel, and, and uh, we talked a little bit. And, and uh, you know, right there on the spot, I mean, I talked to the guy for, for 10 minutes, and he ends up inviting me up for uh, a football game. So my family and I go up there, and then, uh, you know, we had the great recruiting weekend. And then Sunday morning, um, I got – you know, 15, 30 minutes with, with coach Dick McPherson and they offered me a scholarship on the spot. So it, it was a, uh, it was a fast courtship and, uh, you know, within, I guess a week, um, I had my first division one offer Wow! and then, it, then it was kind of like monkey see monkey do. And, right. and, uh, then, then I had, uh, then I had, uh, temple, uh, coming, who was actually uh, the, the head coach there at that temple at the time was was Coach Arians, uh, okay. and he he was a unique oh, individual Arians, and, right? okay. and yeah Bruce Arians yeah and uh, uh, never know never a Penn State uh, Rutgers uh, Rutgers was in the picture uh, for a little bit because there was a tie there with with Danny Lipset from Minersville oh yeah so. Uh, uh, I think I think I went on a recruit. I went on recruiting trips to Temple, Syracuse, and uh, uh, and Rutgers, and then I think West Virginia got in a game a little late with Bill Kerlavich, who was who was good friends with with Bill Rogers up there at the high school. So, oh right, uh, okay. They, yeah, so they got in the, they got in the game a little late, and uh, you know uh, that that could have been a unique. I never end, ended up taking a trip to West Virginia, but that could have been a unique experience with Bo Orlando as my host. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, no, that, he, he said it was very calm there. He says they it wasn't wild at all at West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Did you play Bo in high school? You did, right? Well, I mean, that's I, and I heard I listened to Bo's podcast today when you sent it to me. I said, and you know, it, it is a unique. It was a unique dynamic, right? And 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 to just reiterate what he said. So, I think Bo was a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was eighty-four. Okay, so he's two years ahead of me. 
so you have, it, it was funny because, and we always used to joke about this. And like I said, he alluded it to in his podcast is we were rivals, myself, Bo and Gary Brown from Williamsport. Mm -hmm. We were rivals in high school. We were rivals in college with oh, Syracuse, right. West Virginia and Penn state all to become teammates at the Oilers. You know, and then, then, you know, you had Munchak, who was, who was quite older than us. That, right. uh, that was Cole Cracker. But <clears throat> see, what Bo forgot was our general manager at the time was a gentleman by the name of Mike Holovac. Oh, okay. Who was, who was a Cole Cracker himself. Oh, wow. I didn't know so, that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think it was a coincidence that he had, you know, three coal region type kids or four coal region type kids. I, at the time we got there, I don't know if I think I called Mike Munchak a kid, but uh, I always joke about that. It, it, it was funny that how the hell do three kids from <laughs> the Pennsylvania coal region end up in Houston, Texas? Now, you were a second rounder, right, out of, out of Syracuse? Yes, sir. Second, uh, second round draft pick. What was the first thing you bought with your uh, signing bonus? Did you buy anything exciting? Uh, I bought my mom a car. Oh, wow. Nice. What kind? I bought, I bought All she ever wanted was a black Lincoln Continental. Oh, okay. So the first thing I did uh, with my signing bonus, I bought her a car and I bought myself a, a car. So that was uh, <laughs> that was the extent of it. <laughs> now, you played how many years at Houston then? Uh, five years in Houston, two in Dallas, and two in St. Louis. And you have a, you have a Super so, Bowl ring with St. Louis, right? Uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it, it was a unique situation, St. Louis, to say the least. I mean, uh, one of the one of the greatest turnarounds I've ever seen in the game of football at any level, from a four and twelve team to a 14 and two team went in the Super Bowl, so that was uh, that was quite a turnaround in, in one year's time, and and you know a lot of that had to do with Marshall Falk mm -hmm. and and bringing in bringing in Mike Martz as the offensive coordinator. So were you a center? Yes, I was a center. And I, I think I mean I think football fans know this, but I think people who don't follow football regularly like forget that the center. If they're not the smartest, they're they're in the top two smartest people on that offense. I mean, you guys have to know so many calls, so I can't imagine with that kind of offense, just just how complicated it got. Well, I mean, in most offenses, and and not just that one. I mean, uh, uh, the center is. I mean, the easiest way to put it, the center is the quarterback of the offensive line. Yeah. You break the huddle. You have the play. You identify your block in the schemes. Then the quarterback gives you the play at the line. And then he gives you the cadence, and then you're off and going. Now all that happens in about six seconds. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're not perfect all the time. You do have some mental bust, but uh, it, it's one of those things. The more repetitions you get, the better you get at it. So, uh, you now, know, my you, my were main concern. Were you a Go center? In, were you a center in Houston, or were you a guard down there? I was mostly guard in Houston because you had Bruce Matthews in at center. Right. So, I mean, I was drafted as a center, but ended up playing guard and they ended up putting Bruce at center. So you guys uh, were wild. I remember I, I, I told Bo, I saw that 
that football life that uh was it the 92 team you guys were <laughs> oh you know those teams uh and you know i heard you and bo talking about them i, I it's amazing that we did not do better than what we did oh, with, so with that level that of talent uh offensively and defensively uh, i mean it's and quite honestly, with with the three teams that I played for in my nine year career, that by far was one of the tightest knit unit uh, group of guys that that uh, that that I've ever been associated with as far as um, a football team. I mean, the offensive line, the seven of us, uh, we did everything together. We our families did everything together. Um, you know, it was my, my, myself and Matthews and Munchak, Kevin Donnelly, who was drafted with me, David Williams, Don Mags, Eric Norgard. Um, we did everything together. We did, and our family, we did Christmases together. We wow. did Easter together. We did Thanksgiving's to, together. Um, I mean, we, I mean, <clears throat> Thursday, let's see, Thursday was our last day of hard practice, okay, during the work week. And we had a little fine system um, worked out within the offensive line. Now, back in those days, if you were a rookie, you just got money extorted from you. I mean, (laughs) there's just no way around it. But we would put that in a fund and – between the, the extorted rookie money <laughs> and we had uh, a fine system for penalties. I forget, uh, a hold, if you got called for a hold, that would cost you 50 bucks. If you got called for a penalty, that would cost you 100 bucks. Uh, so we'd have to pay our fines plus the extorted rookie, rookie money on Thursdays. After our hard practice, our last hard practice, because Friday was just helmets and shoulder pads, Saturday was a shakeout uh, and just sweats. But Thursday night after practice, the seven of us would would go out and drink beer at the little uh, little hole in the wall <laughs> ice house right around the corner, and uh, that was our Thursday routine. And 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 the wives knew it, and they didn't argue with it, and and it and it was what it was, and it was just it was just a, a great team build and exercise uh lots of stories told uh, uh lots of bs lots of arguing sure uh, <laughs> and we would have we would have you know we would have some of our guests join us i think bo would join us every now and again and uh well i think even gary brown one time joined us <laughs> but uh what we would do is we would we usually ordered chicken for our film session thursday night and then we'd take the rest of them when we go drink beer um if we had a hundred yard rusher, sometimes we were able to extort a, a, a steak dinner out of them at Ruth Chris or something. So we, <laughs> we for, for went the, the Popeye's chicken, but, uh, that was our Thursday night. And then Sundays after the game, um, uh, like I said, the seven of us, our families, we would all go out to eat. Um, uh, you know, we would have, you know, 30 people at a restaurant and, uh, and then the women and children would go home and the, the boys would go out and play again on Sunday night. So, uh, I mean, we did, like I said, we did everything together and it was, it, it was just, it was amazing. It was, you know, some of the best, the best times of my life, just 
with the guys and, and hanging out and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, you talk to all these ex athletes and, and, and it, it, it really sounds cliche, uh, mm-hmm. when they say, do you miss the game? And most of them will say, no, they don't miss the game, but they miss the environment. They miss yeah. the fellas. They miss the miss. And, you know, like I said, it, it sounds cliche, but unless you have lived it for so many years, and, and I'm not just talking, uh, I'm not just talking the NFL. I'm talking high school. I'm oh, absolutely. College. It, it's, it, it is, I mean, the memories that happen in the locker room, uh, have to last you a lifetime. And, and, you know, it, it and they do, they do. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> on my drive home from work today, when I'm, when I was, Thinking about you know our our uh, chat that we were going to have this evening, I, I you know it, I, I flash back to I mean uh, high school stories, uh, college stories, NFL stories, you know some that can't be told sure. even in a podcast, <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean just just great times and, and great friends and, and and stuff that I wouldn't trade for the world. Yeah, I mean I, I played at Division three, so you know not Division one, but. Some of the best times were just after practice when we sit in the in the mess hall and just and just eat and talk for two hours. You know what I mean? I mean, those are the days you miss. Just Ooh. kind of those little things that. Or you're cutting it up, and and uh, I'm telling you what the the one thing, the one thing the locker room will teach you is how to be quick witted. I mean, because oh, yeah. if, you, if you if you don't come back quick, you're going to get eaten alive. Now, how long you've been down in Houston since since your playing days are over? Uh. Well, I moved down here in what ninety one when I was drafted, so I'm down here. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, my two years with the Cowboys and my two years with the Rams, we always maintained a, a homestead down here, and uh, uh, you know, we would just rent in St. Louis or rent in Dallas. Sure. Um, I, I mean, uh, I ended up marrying a Texas girl. Okay. Uh, luckily, my 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 playing career was done before my kids reached school age. Because I mean, I, I you know that was the one. That's the one knock with the NFL when you got. Uh, and I've seen a lot of guys do it throughout my career, having uh, you know kids in school. You know, from the start of school to summer break, only to come home after the season. I mean, it, it's just it's, it's a lot, and it it puts a lot of pressure on the kids. Sure. So, luckily, luckily, my career was over before my kids were were of school age. So, um, you know, we laid down roots here, and and, and this is where we stayed. And, uh, you know, I got uh, I got a daughter that uh, is already a graduate of college. She graduated Texas A and M, and she's oh, wow. uh, filling out filling out applications from law school. I got uh, my oldest son. He's in his third year out uh, playing football out the University of Nevada in Reno. Oh, wow. And then I have then, then I have my, my freshman in high school. So uh, all three of the kids went to the same school. We lived in the same house. And, and there's just... Yeah, that's very rare in, in your profession, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it, it just provides stability. So, uh, you know, plus the fact that I love to hunt, fish, golf, uh, and uh, you could do it year round here in Texas. So, right. um, yeah, I'm I'm down here. I guess what 26 years now. What's uh, what's what's the thing you miss the most of, from the coal region? Do you get like do you get any? You know, people get pots of pizzerias sent down. You ever get food sent down? What's candy well, like that? Uh, 
No. I, well, the, the thing is, I keep, well, it's catch 22. Don't tell Dick. <laughs> uh, you can't get Yingling in Texas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but, but, but I can, I could, I could drive over to Louisiana and get it. I have people that, that make the trip to Louisiana or, or Mississippi and they'll bring me some back. So Yingling is not, uh, is not a, a problem. Uh, what I miss mostly is, uh, well, let me put it this way. I'll, I'll phrase it this way. If I was home doing this with you, we'd be sitting at Roma Pizzeria. Yeah, you would. You should. Well, you, you've seen Roma now. It's not. It's not the Roma of old. Well, uh... exactly. I mean, well, that is the one place I did get to see when I was home for for the funeral. Is we had the uh, uh, after the services, we had uh, we were upstairs in I guess the banquet room um, having dinner, and uh, unfortunately, I had to. Uh, I had to leave before dinner was served uh, to get back to Baltimore to catch to catch my flight back to Houston. So <clears throat> my cousin ran down and he got me about uh, about four slices of Roma to go. So <laughs> I, I mean, I was covered in grease and cheese trying to drive down 81 into Baltimore uh, and and eat four slices of Roma pizza. So uh, I mean, that's that's probably what I miss the most is is the Roma pizza. I mean. Uh, you know, I miss the hot bologna. Oh yeah, the Miller's uh, hot bologna is great. The Miller's hot bologna. I, I mean, I I try to make it down here, but I just I just can't I just can't seem to per- perfect the recipe. I mean, hell, I I loved Pottsville Pizzeria as well. Oh, Pottsville I mean, Pizzeria that was, is great. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I grew up and uh, I was born and raised and grew up in Forest Hills. Oh, you're and, a Forest Hills I mean, guy. Was, okay, I was just gonna oh, ask yeah. you. Yeah, I'm a I'm yeah. a, I'm a hillside guy, so we grew up kind of kind of close to each other. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, was on Glenworth Road. I didn't know you were a Forest Hills guy. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm born and raised and uh, grew up in Forest Hills. We could have uh, used you. I, I don't know if you listened to the Mike Welsh uh, interview uh, I did last week. We Forest Hills. We played East Side in a pickup uh, football game. They killed us twenty to seven, and we went by once. <laughs> so we could have used you because they they brought in some ringers, as you could imagine. East Side. Oh. Well, the, you never trust the East Side guys. <laughs> um, now, actually, talking about Mike Welsh, he um, he said you were uh, uh, an inspiration for him. He said he he took one of your quotes. Uh, I guess that you had in Reading Eagle. I, I don't know what the exact quote was, but he said he he put it put it on a piece of coal in his locker, and that was just kind of his reminder. And I guess my question is like, how much did the coal region, just like growing up in this area, kind of shape you as you went forward, and even today? You know, it's it, 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 it's hard to explain. I mean, I, I you, you see, I mean, all you got to do is look at. I mean, I don't know if it's still this way, but you look at you look at a Friday night football game when I played, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, it's just it, it's as blue as blue collar could be. You have the guys getting off their shift, cashing their check, going home getting a shower, running to club 18 or wherever, yep. having a shot and a beer and getting to the high school football game. And that's, that's, that about sums it up. I, I mean, work hard, play hard, support the town. I mean, that, that, uh, that's about it. I mean, it, it's, you know, in all my travels, you know, people say, 
being a coal region guy is a differentiator. Absolutely. Right. If, if, if we're, if we're down to one more scholarship and it's between a guy from the coal region or a guy from wherever, they're going to go with the coal region guy because they know the intangibles that they're going to get. They know what the anthracite coal region is all about. And um, there's qualities that you pick up uh, from the time time you were born to the time you go to college or, or, or get a job uh, living in Schuylkill County that, uh, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're born as a big lump of clay and, and everybody has a hand. I mean, Absolutely. that's the old saying about how it takes a village to, to, to raise a child. I mean, I, I can go on and give you name after name after name and, and, and what kind of or what profound of an impact they had on my own life in, in, in shaping me from uh, a little piss and squirt running around Forest Hills to, uh, you know, a high school senior. And, and, and here's the thing, those those aren't just, I mean, they're, they're intangibles that are life lessons. I, I use stuff every day that that I learned growing up in the coal region. Um, I mean, it translates well to football. Sure. But it translates even better to life. Uh, and, now, and what, what do you do today? I, You're in construction? I work, well, if, basically, if, if you are going to stay in Houston, you need to somehow find your way into oil and gas. Gotcha. I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, oil and gas is king, even though it is, it's not right now. We go through our ups and downs and the booms and, and, and whatnot. But uh, um, it, it's funny because I... Finished, I finished, reti- I retired, mm-hmm. finished playing football, and uh, my wife and I sat down, and, and my kids were, you know, like I said, we, we just got back to Houston from St. Louis, and, and I think my daughter was just getting ready to start kindergarten that upcoming year, and, and I said, well, look, what do you want to do? And she said, you know, I'd like to stay in Houston, and I said, well, I said, that's, that's fine, I just, I I need to know because I'm not going to be content. Here you go. Here's your coal region. I'm not going to be content sitting at home. Right. I got to go do something. I, I got to go to work. I, I got to go start a second career. I got to go try and conquer something else. But, I mean, I did take a little time for myself. I took about a year off and, and uh, you know, did some hunting and fishing and, and, and stuff that you miss the time sure. with the kid uh, that you, you miss when you're playing football. Then after about a year of that, I said, I, I got to go do something. Right. So uh, decided to get into oiling. If we're going to stay in Houston, I got to find a way into oil and gas. And I found a, a, a friend of a, an old team, uh, Bruce Matthews, uh, had this friend. And, and, and I knew he worked for uh, KBR. Okay. And I knew, I knew they were a player in the oil and gas business. So, um, you know, I just uh, did some network and I said, uh, you know, are you guys hiring? I didn't even know what he did. Right. <laughs> and uh, But I knew it was in oil and gas. I said, I just got to get my foot in the door. So <laughs> I guess it was about 2001 after the Super Bowl and a little bit of time off. Um, I got my foot in the door in oil and gas, and, and I ended up, uh, the guy that got me in was, uh, was in estimating. So, um, you know, we designed, so I was with KBR, and then 
um, with my third company now and in the past, I mean, it's almost like a second career. It's, it's uh, sure. well, it is a second career. I've uh, been doing it for, uh, well, 16 years. I mean, started out in 2001 as a, uh, 32 year old entry level estimator. And, and, and now I'm running a department 16 years later. Wow. There's another, there's another example of the coal region, you know, sure. just don't rest on your laurels and just put your nose down and keep going. But, uh, been doing it for 16 years and, and, uh, we build refineries and petrochemical plants all over the world. And, and, you know, of course clients want to know how much they're going to cost. So that's, that's where I come in. Great. Well, that's all I have. Um, thank you so much. Really generous of your time. Can't can't thank you enough. Well, I hope I hope you get some good stuff out. Absolutely. Of it. I look forward to meeting you in person. Thanks. Me too. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll be back next week uh, with another uh, great interview.